Praise the Lord. One of our guiding scriptures for 2020. One of our guiding scriptures for 2020. Book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 31. It says, The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Praise the Lord. During the crossover night, we started looking at the topic, go forward. That is our theme for the year. Go forward. And by the grace of God, I will continue with that teaching today. Recap on what we look at during the crossover night. The first Bible text talks about Exodus 14, 15. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? To go forward. You know that sometimes what you are praying for, God has already done it. You just need to step into it. And this year you will step into God's promise in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I repeat, this year you will step into the God's promise for your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6, Scripture says, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this month. You have dwelt long enough in this month. So somebody under the sound of my voice, somebody listen to me later, either online or later in podcasts, the Lord is saying to you, You have dwelt long enough on these spots. It is time for you to move forward. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And you will move forward. On, 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 during the crossover, that we learn that going, uh, when you say something is stagnant, it does not necessarily mean that you are not doing well. If you remember during the crossover, I said that when somebody is stagnant, it does not necessarily mean that the person is not doing well. You can be doing well and still be experiencing stagnancy. That means that there is opportunity to what to improve. There is always an opportunity to improve from where you are. And God will improve you in the name of Jesus Christ. Stagnancy also indicates that there has been movement in the past. There has been movement in the past, but it stopped. And that's why I was saying that sometimes if you have not experienced progress before, it may be difficult for you to realize when you are stagnant. Praise the Lord. We also said that God is saying go forward does not that God is saying go forward does not mean that there are no obstacles. Praise the Lord. When they got to the Red Sea and they saw the Red Sea, physically they could see it. But yet God said what? Go forward. So our, the lesson there for us is that when God said go forward, it doesn't mean that there's no obstacles. But what it means is that when God is with you, all things are what? Are possible. It's not to stop you. Even though and then we started looking at why do we need, what do I need to go forward? What do I need to go forward? And I started sharing about focus. And that's why we start today again. Focus. For a man to move forward, you need to be focused. To focus on where you are going to. To face the direction you are going to. If you are driving a car and you have the windscreen all ahead of you, Driving that car, even though it's tiny, 
It's very small, just to give you an idea of what you are likely to do what? To crash. But when you are focused on where you are going to, when you make your focus where you are going to, you will be looking at what are the obstacles on the road. How can I avoid those obstacles? We look at the example of Elisha. Elisha was following Elijah. Praise the Lord. In the book of 2 Kings chapter uh, 2 from 1 to 15. 2 2 from 1 to 15. Elisha was following Elijah. And on the road, there were many obstacles. Not only people that were telling him, do you know? Even Elijah himself was telling him, stay here. Stay here. But the man was very focused. Very, very focused. Elijah said to this, Stay here. God has sent me on an errand to Bethel. Elijah said, Not on your life. Not on your life. I'm not letting you out of my sight. So they both went to Bethel. And that was how it was, was throughout that journey. At every point when they were meeting people, they would say, Don't you know that your master will be taking it from you? So they said, Shut up your mouth. I'm focused. And they come to a stage when Elijah asked him, What do you want from me? What do I do for you? He said, I want what? A double portion of your anointing. Elijah, ah, is that what you want? Ah, if only you can see me when I'm taking away from you, then you will have what you request for. If only. And indeed, he did not allow him to get off his sight. And if you read that story to the end, you realize that he was able to get uh, what he wanted. He was focused. Focus is very, very important. Mark 4. Mark 4, verse 7. The Lord encourages us in that scripture. Mark 4, verse 7. He says, and some fell among tongues, and the tongues grew up and took it, and it yielded no fruit. And what I'm, what I'm trying to bring out here is that distractions are tongues in our life that we don't allow the seed God has put in us to grow. If you are focused too much on distraction, things that distract you, if you want to grow spiritually, then you need to deal with things that we don't allow to grow spiritually. If you want to grow on your job, the things that we don't allow to grow on your job, you don't need to deal with it. Because when God says, go forward, you need to look inward and begin to ask yourself, what are the things that distract me? As a student, as a student, if you are not focused on your education, there's no way you can excel. There's no magic about it. To the teenagers, to the students here, if you are distracted, if, if, if going to parties is what you, you think about all the time, why, why am I going to spend my Friday? When others are leaving classroom, they're going to the library, you're leaving classroom, you're going to McDonald's, then you lose focus. To focus is very, very important. If you surround yourself with tongues, distractions, it will not allow you to move forward. Bible says in Luke 9 52, no man having put his hand on the floor and looking by what is what is fit for the kingdom. If 
you allow the sun to take advantage of you, you cannot go ahead in life. Focus is very, very important. Praise the Lord. In 2 Timothy 2, 4 again, say, no man that worries the attack himself with the affairs of this world life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Focus is very important. Praise the Lord. That's the scripture. You just want to see it, for you to see it in the message translation. Say, a soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making these at the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out what others. So spiritually, brethren, if you want to grow this year, then you need to focus on the word of God. Engage more on the word of God. Spend time with him. Don't just depend on what you hear on Sunday. Also look at what, how you can develop yourself. How you can develop yourself. Dingy Deep is an avenue. If you're not coming for Sunday school, Sunday school is an avenue to develop yourself. Praise the Lord. So that's about focus, which I touched briefly on, 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 on during the course of one night. But today I want to focus more on the second point. How you can move forward. You need what? Encouragement. You need encouragement. Brethren, you need, let your neighbor, I need encouragement. And I tell you this, it's very important. And when I say I need encouragement, many of us will be looking at people around us to encourage us. It's not just about people around you to encourage you, it's about you what? Encouraging yourself. I tell you that. It's about encouraging yourself. You need to find time to encourage yourself. In 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, when they got to Giga and they found out that every, everything was taken away from them, and they were just crying, mourning and crying, and they said they want to stone David. There was nobody around David to encourage him. Everybody around him was trying to do what? To stone him. But I was said, and David what? Encourage himself in the law. He encouraged himself in the law. You need encouragement. You need to have around you people that what? That will encourage you. But also encourage yourself. When the challenges come, if you don't have the right people around you, they may bring you down. It doesn't mean that God cannot do it, but the words they say to you are not encouraging. They always point you to what the negative. Why you cannot do it? Why you cannot do it? And brethren, when they tell you that, it is not what the, the, the word I say is not real. It is real. But they are looking at themselves and they are looking at you. But Lord tell me that as you look unto what? Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Praise the Lord. So you need to get around you people that will encourage you. In Proverbs 29-25 This scripture, when I, when I read it in message, it really blesses me. It says, the fear of human opinion does what? Disables. The fear of human opinion disables. But trusting in God protects you from that. 
When you rely on human opinion, you can be disabled. But what God wants to do for you this year is to enable you. God will enable you. In the name of Jesus. In Exodus 14, people around Moses at the Red Sea, they were not there to encourage him. But they were there to blame him. They were there to tell him, is this not what we have been telling you? You should have left us alone in Egypt. It would have been better for us to die and be buried normally than to die and our houses just get dried up in the desert. So they were condemning him. Praise the Lord. You need to surround yourself with people that will encourage you. And why, the way you do that is to, to, to look where you are coming from. So that when you look at where you are coming from, after God has taken you, you will be encouraged to say, I will move ahead. Praise the Lord. Even do you know that God himself know, encouraged himself? Look at Genesis. Genesis 1. When God creates everything. At every stage, he was being encouraged by what he sees. Hello? Genesis 1 to 10, 1 10 says, And God called the dry land earth, and they gathered together of the waters, called he sees, and God saw that it was what? Good. He felt encouraged. And in, in verse 12, he says again, And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed, after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, after this kind, and God saw that it was what? Good. Encouraged again. Insisting. Say, and God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the days and over the nights, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was what? Good. And God created great ways, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged vow after this kind. And God saw that it was good. In 25, and God made the beast of the heart, after his kind, the cattle, after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. And God saw everything that he made, and made. And behold, it was very good. Praise the Lord. So when you evaluate where you are coming from, and where God has taken you to, you should get encouraged. It is not by our power that we are where we are today. But many of us dwell so much on the negative. What we don't see, or what we have experienced, but we seem to forget what God has done already. So encourage yourself based on what God has done for you. And surround yourself with people that will encourage you as well. Praise the Lord. I mean, I've shared this with us before. When we were in, in the Middle East, I remember when we were able to get a bigger apartment. We were meeting in hotels before. And God opened a space for us in a big apartment for us to rent. It is unusual for a Catholic man to give us a house. But this man was going to give us a house. But there was something that was happening in that house. It was very expensive. 
very expensive. In today's dollar, at that time, it was about $8,000 plus per month to rent that apartment. We, don't have, we didn't have that money. We didn't, no, we were not at that level. I was afraid about getting there. I must tell you, I was afraid about getting the house. And I shared with some of our brethren. I said, can we, this is their month. If they had told me that time, if they had said, ah, pastor, we don't have the money. Let us look for another place. It would have been in line with my thoughts. I'm telling, I'm telling you the truth. I just said, okay. But one of them said, let's take it. Let's take it. Ah, I said, let's take it. <laughs> it's, it was a big money. Because we didn't have that money. But I just stood in line with him. I said, okay, let's take it. That simple word, that simple word of encouragement, Change everything for our ministry in Doha. And we took it. And when we took it, we didn't pay the first rent alone. We paid two rents in the first rent. Two rents at a time. You know why I did that? Because I was trying to give some momentum. So that before the two months end, I will have at least get some money. But do you know one thing? Throughout my stay in Doha, I didn't pay one month rent. I was paying two months every time. Not out of lack, but out of what? Abundance. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> out of abundance. To the glory of God, when I left Doha, we had close to a million year in the account. Close to a million years. You can do the conversion yourself when you have time. Praise the Lord. But we took it. We took a step of faith. A step of faith. But it requires somebody to be around me. To encourage me. Surround yourself with people that will encourage you. There are some people that you need to get out of the room. Hello? Some of you need to do what? Get them out of the room. In the book of Matthew 9, Matthew 9, 26. If you remember that story very well, the Lord Jesus Christ got to a house. They were mourning in that house because a child has just died. A little girl has just died. And when he got there, they were laughing. Let, us, let, me, let me look for it. They were laughing at him. So but now they had arrived at the house of the town official and pushed their way through the gossip looking for a story. Everyone that is looking for a bad story in your life, they will not see this here. Amen. I repeat, everyone that is waiting for a bad story to emanate from your house, they will not hear it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. See, the gossip looking for a story and the neighbors bringing in casseroles. What happened? Jesus was abstract. Clear out. Clear house. Clear them out. This girl isn't dead. She's sleeping. Hallelujah. They told him he didn't know what he was talking about. See, there's some vision God will give you this year. People will tell you you don't know what they're talking about. But God knows what you are 
talking about. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. But when Jesus had gotten rid of the crowd, he went in, took the guest's hand, and put her to her feet alive. Praise the Lord. This is the guest, he said, was dead. He put her out alive. Because he got rid of the naysayers. May you be blessed to encourage us this year. Those that we encourage you, God will bring them your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me say something. The naysayers are not necessarily people that hate you. Hello? The naysayers, people that will discourage you, are not necessarily people that hate you. In fact, they are, they are words to you may be out of the care to protect you. Based on their own understanding. They are not discouraging because they hate you. No. They may be doing it because they feel that you are doing something that can harm you. In 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 17, when David stepped out to say he want to go and fight Goliath, his brother said, I cannot be here and you put yourself what? In danger. Say, shut up your mouth. What's your business here? What's your business here? Go back to the field where you belong. He was doing that to do what? To protect him. Because if anything happened to him, the father will say, Were you not there? Were you not there when he was saying he was going to fight Goliath? What are you doing? So that they will not tell him that. He was trying to discourage David. Some naysayers around you may not be saying it because they hate you. I want to make that one clear. But because the limits of their understanding, the thing that you may not be able to do it. Praise the Lord. So, and because of what I experienced in the Middle East, when I got here and we were able to move to this place as well, I was like, ha, ah, this place again. But it was easy for me to take this place. Because why? I know where I was coming from. Hallelujah. I knew where I was coming from. That was what happened to David. When David got to say, say Goliath, say Goliath, I have been with lions. I have been with what? Bears. I have defeated them. This one with what? Like one of them. The price they offered me for this place was not as high as Doha. But because, of course, that was a later congregation. But yet, we move him. But God has been good. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God has been good. His faithfulness has kept us. We never lacked. We never lacked and we never lack. We are moving from here to our own place. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And watch out. Very soon, things will be changing. You are sitting changing around the altar. Very soon, things will be changing behind as well. Believe that shout hallelujah. We are moving forward. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know why? Because we are not looking at any man. We are not looking at any man. In the book of Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12 from verse 1, I read from the message translation. It says, Do you see what this means? 
Now, if you read Hebrews 11, it tells you the story about the testimony of people in the scripture, people of old, what has happened to them, how God has helped them. And in verse 12, he says, Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we have better get on with it. Brethren, as a church, we are moving forward. We cannot be stopped. People are cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Never quit. No extra spiritual fact. King James says, every way that what does easily what besets you. No parasitic sins. Parasitic sins. You know what parasite is? Parasite lives in the body. Doesn't get out. There are sins that people call them besetting sins. You easily get into it. It's very easy. It's common to you. But sometimes you don't see them as sin again. You see that's a way of life. You need to get rid of it. Say, keep your eyes on who? Jesus. Who both began and finished the race we are here. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He never lost sight. You know, well, you can easily encourage yourself when you understand where you are going to. Praise the Lord. He never lost sight of where he was going to. No matter where we are now, brethren, me, I'm not discouraged. Because I know where God is taking me. No matter the challenges I face personally, I'm not discouraged. Because I know God has been with me before. He will be with me now. He will always be with me. So he will never leave you, nor forsake you. So encourage yourself in the Lord, brethren, if you want to move forward. If you are waiting for people to encourage you, you may not get it. You may not get it. Particularly if you have people around you that will not inspire you. That's why the thought of the day I shared earlier is very important. Let's look at it again. Praise the Lord. He says, if you listen to critics for too long, you will become what? Deaf to success. People will criticize you. They will tell you you cannot do it. They will tell you for many reasons you cannot do it. But if you listen to them too long, there will not be any encouragement coming your way. As a student here today, for those of us that are in school here today, who do you surround yourself with? Who do you surround yourself with? Are they people that will encourage you to study? Or they'll be planning the next party with you? For our teenagers, I'm talking to you. Who do you surround yourself with? Are they people that inspire you to study? Or who that inspire you to party? It's very important. You are building your future now. And if you are not surrounded with people that will encourage you, they will pull you down. You will not get to the potential God has given to you. Our prayer for you, as parents, that you, you get to your potentials. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
Praise the Lord. Lastly, as I round up today, we continue next week. I want to say something here. The third thing that you need to be aware of if you want to move forward is you need to know and believe in the cause. You need to know and believe in this cause. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 29, when Moses, uh, David's brother told him and said, why are you endangering yourself? That is what he was saying invariably. Why are you endangering yourself? Can you go back to the field? Please, this is not for small boy. David answering, is there not what? A cause. Is there not a cause? That's it. And David said, what have I And you need to know, to believe in the cause. In everything that you do, if you don't believe in the cause, it is going to be difficult for you to work to move forward. This year, identify the cause. Believe in it and follow it. And God will move you forward. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's be on our feet. I will continue from here next week. What does it mean to believe and to know the cause? To move forward in life. If you don't believe in the cause of education, you will not pursue your education. If you don't believe the cause of making it to heaven, you will not pursue. You will not have the drive to make it to heaven. But when you believe that heaven is your goal, not from your mouth alone, from your heart, you will do everything possible to make it to the end. And none of us here will lose cause in the name of Jesus Christ. The grace to move forward this year, may the Lord release upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, O oh Lord. And we pray for each and every one of us here. The grace to move forward, release upon us. In the name of Jesus. Encourage us. Surround us with people that will encourage us. In the name of Jesus. Do what you alone can do. Do what you alone can do. Do what you alone can do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Yes, I'm going higher someday. I'm going higher. Yes, I'm going to Jesus to say, I'm going above the shadow into the presence of God. The presence of Jesus. I'm going. I am. 
Father, we thank you once again. We commit ourselves unto your hand this year, O Lord. As you promised in your word, go before us and make every crooked path to be straightened in the name of Jesus. No obstacle shall be able to, to, to stop us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's put our hands together with Jesus. It's time for us to take our Thanksgiving offering. I want to dance. 